1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to We Men at Acme. I can't believe it's already December 20th. Like where has the month gone? And also it's so weird that winter doesn't actually start until tomorrow. Like who knew? So this podcast today is one of my favorites that we've done in a while it's with Erica and Molly from Shooters Gotta Shoot podcast. And they are just hysterical. Like I loved recording with them on their podcast, which you should absolutely check out. And I was so happy to have them on We Met at Acme. I like could not stop talking to them. And I definitely think that we should have them back because they're really great. And I think you're going to enjoy the episode a lot. Um, But before we get into it, we're going to do a little solo where I answer some of your questions and then just get right to it. So somebody asked, um, if we have a podcast where we discuss how to ask the person you're dating about their past relationships and do's and don'ts of that conversation, or just to even start this conversation and how to ensure that it's constructive. So for me, I have always thought that it's really important to get this over with in the beginning of dating, meaning like between dates one and three. And it's not always that seamless. Like I've dated people who are more reserved when it comes to talking about exes. But to approach the conversation, I think it's okay to say something like, when was your last relationship? And the reason is because that's a pretty standard conversation in dates like one to three. I think that you want to know if someone is recently out of a relationship. You want to know if someone hasn't had a relationship in a while, not because you're judging them, but because it puts things into perspective. Like if you don't ask that question early on, what if they were engaged and broke it off? And you didn't know, what if they're divorced? Um, they're really important things that come up around the conversation. So I would say do's like do be open-minded. Um, if they haven't had a relationship and like Six years, let's say. I think that that's not necessarily a red flag. It's possible they just haven't met somebody that they thought was worth committing to. Maybe they were away in school or, you know, starting a new company, whatever it is. If they did recently get out of a relationship, same thing. Don't jump to conclusions that they're not going to be able to take things seriously and like be serious with you. I think it's totally subjective, like everyone has a different situation. And even if somebody just got out of a seven year relationship, they could have been over it in the relationship itself. So you really don't know. Um, I would say don't try to get like very small details. I think you can ask like, you know, what wasn't working or like, how come it didn't work out? Or, you know, what was the reason you break up or you broke up? But I wouldn't like, I wouldn't, try to go too deep into it. Like if they tell you the reason, fine, like accept it at face value. Um, I will say I had been in a situation where I asked someone, I asked an ex I was dating at the time, why him and his ex broke up. And he was like, oh, because she moved. And I thought that was the worst answer ever because I was like, wait, so if she hadn't moved, like you would still be together. Like I don't get it. Then later on, as we got closer, I found out that it was because he cheated. So I don't know. I would say if they give you like a really kind of sus answer or too vague, then that could be red flaggy. Um, Moving on, somebody said that they wanted to talk about couples who sleep in different rooms and some of the benefits of it with regard to sleep quality and general health. They said this could be an interesting topic to touch on in a podcast. For some couples, if their sleep quality is compromised because one snores or they like different temperatures, et cetera, it can actually affect general health and can make you grumpy and thus more prone to fights and negatively affect the relationship in that way. I feel like we should normalize sleeping in separate rooms if that works for people and having sex be like an activity that doesn't just happen right before bed because you're both conven- conveniently in the same bed. I feel like a lot of people would be happier and... Healthier and probably have better sex lives if sleeping separately weren't so taboo. I actually will say I agree with this. However, like if you're listening to this podcast and you live in the city or a city, like most of us can't afford just another bedroom for like better sex. Like that's just not a thing. Um, In an ideal world, sure that would be the case, but you know most people are lucky if they can afford one bedroom. And that's kind of why this isn't a subject that's more widespread. But I will say, like, I've heard Gwyneth Paltrow, who obviously can afford another bedroom, talk about how it's been really great for her marriage. So I think that's really interesting to note. Listen, like, I'll say, like, sometimes my boyfriend and I will have trouble sleeping and I'll be like, I wish, you know, there was a second bedroom. And I think he'll feel the same because, you know, if he has a night where he's working really late and then he comes into bed, I'm most of the time will wake up from that. I have this weird thing and I feel like I inherited it from my mom where I can't fall asleep unless like everyone's in bed. And so I have this anticipation of him coming into bed when he's done and like waking me and for that reason can't sleep. But in those cases, if he were working late one night, I think it'd be great if we could sleep in different bedrooms that night. Um, I think... I don't know if sex is necessarily affected by it. I think that's also because we're still, you know, just like a year in, but um, I will say there is something to be said about just like having sex because you're both there and it's before bed. And for couples that have been dating a while, like it would be probably hotter to switch up that routine. So I would say, try it. If you can afford to have another bedroom, like why not? As I've already mentioned, but in case I haven't or you missed it, we're actually relocating to Florida for a month starting on the 23rd, which is ah, in three days. So, as you can imagine, I don't have the time to go food shopping. Like, I'm not going to buy groceries and let them sit in my fridge and just like rot while we're away. That's why I'm so grateful that a couple days ago my daily harvest box arrived because it has everything that I could ever need and healthy food that's delicious. And it's basically, it's built on organic fruits and vegetables. And the way that Daily Harvest works is they actually work directly with farms to freeze the food at like peak, peak ripeness and locks in all the nutrients and taste, which is amazing. I love their smoothies. They also have crisp flatbreads for lunch or dinner and comfort food because it's freezing outside like soups and bowls. I love the Harvest Bowls. And I honestly think that you would love it too. Get your box with $25 off with our code ACME, when you go to dailyharvest.com and you enter your promo code ACME, you will get $25 off your first box. And you don't have to feel bad about it because Daily Harvest is also committed to minimizing their environmental impact. And they are transitioning to 100% recyclable plant-based and renewable fiber packaging. So you can also throw it in your freezer if you're not ready to enjoy it right away. But to know that it's always there is so amazing. Use our code ACME when you go to dailyharvest.com and you're going to get $25 off your first box. Check it out and let me know what you think. Snooping on your partner. What if you find something? Well... That really sucks. And I feel like you're going to find something no matter what when you're snooping on your partner. We recently asked a poll question. And it was like, if your partner looked through your phone right now, would they find anything that would make them upset? And it was like 40% yes. And I think that's because like we're all human. And maybe we're like venting about a fight we have with our partner once. It doesn't necessarily mean that like, we're going to get caught cheating. But you're always, if you're looking, you're going to find something. So I think it really depends on what you find. If you find something cheating related, of course, you need to do something about that. But if you find that like they vented to a friend about you one time, like you can probably move on from that. And I think we've all been guilty of that in some ways. So, you know, a friend of mine is single and she really wanted me to talk about how difficult it's becoming in the city to date because of all the rules around, you know, there's a curfew at 10 and it's just so cold, like almost too cold to sit at an outdoor date and actually be comfortable. And she wanted me to talk about like normalizing potentially going over to this person's apartment sooner. And I know I've said in the past, it could have even been the last episode that that's not okay. But... I think that as, you know, as it gets colder and colder, it's starting to feel like you have less of a choice. And if I were single right now, I probably would be doing the apartment thing sooner. What I would be doing, though, is first of all, vetting this person to make sure that they're not going to murder me at their apartment and vice versa. Like I wouldn't let them over to my place unless I had had at least one outdoor freezing date or like an hour spent with them to know that they're normal enough. Like I've Googled them. I've asked our mutual friends. I've made sure that this is a safe person to be around. And then I think like if they're going to come to my apartment or vice versa, I think we need to do an activity. I think we have to have a plan. So you can't just... I'm not just going over to hang and like watch Netflix and chill. I think we should be cooking something together or doing a puzzle, some sort of activity where... We're not just going straight into the bedroom because I wouldn't want that. And if they came here, I wouldn't want that either. So just make sure you have a plan if you're going to do that. And you've done your background research. Somebody asked, advice on how to be completely honest with your therapist. For me, when I was doing things that I was ashamed of, it was a lot harder for me to be honest with my therapist. Like when I was, you know, at the height of my smoking weed, like I'd be like, are you sure it's fine? Like how much I smoke, but I would never actually tell her. So I'd be like, oh yeah, it's like a few times a day. It's before bed, but it was every moment. And so like now looking back, I'm like, if I told her explicitly how much would she have been able to, be more of a mirror and more honest with me with her thoughts or if I told her like when I was asking breakup advice if I told her that I really really never wanted to be with this person again as opposed to me being like oh well maybe there are these good qualities you know it's like you being more completely honest and open with your therapist is only benefiting you so I think it's really so important to do. It's like you're paying hundreds of dollars and you're not really getting much unless you're being honest. And last question, because I really want to get to Erica and Molly. Somebody said, your birth chart, have things come true from your readings? Absolutely. I got an amazing, I've gotten amazing readings in the past. Um, The last reading I had was with one of my favorite astrologers. Her name is Diana. And I recommend her all the time on my Instagram. Um, And we had a reading and she had told me that the person I was dating at the time was not my person, which was something I hadn't accepted yet. So it was really interesting. And she told me that I would likely meet this person around 29 she told me like my entire world would change by my Saturn return being over. She said that I probably wouldn't be drinking anymore. And that was crazy to me because at the time I was drinking, like everything was different for me. I had like started, we met at Acme, but it hadn't really become a thing. She said it was going to, you know, grow. She said so many things that were really true. And I took notes and, you know, she lets you record the sessions as well. And most astrologers do. And she also said things about the women in my life, like my sister and my mom and how I need to like show them more love and things like that, that, you know, probably are very true. And just that sometimes I can fall into a trap of like being controlling or like coming off as bitchy to people I'm dating. And also very true. I mean, everything she said was so true and things that I've been able to actively work on since. So I highly recommend an astrology reading, definitely over a psychic reading or anything like that. So highly recommend. And now I'm excited to present the podcast with Erica and Molly. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to have Erica and Molly from Shooters Gotta Shoot podcast. Hey guys. Hey. Hi.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Thanks for being on. I'm so glad that we got connected. Shout out to Brian, who is listening to this for sure because he has to edit it. We love him. <laughs> what up, um, Brian? Hey Brian. <laughs> so obviously, I have to ask the question that is just like the first real question on our podcast, which is honestly, sometimes I feel like you're going to think it's what's your current relationship status, but it's actually, and I held myself back from asking you this last time when I was on your podcast, I need to know your zodiac signs like before we do anything Uh, else.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know that our signs technically, I was gonna say, I think our signs are technically not a pair. I don't, and romantically. uh, Yeah. Romantically. They're not,
2: uh, I'm a Taurus.
0: Interesting. Okay. I'm a Libra. Oh, me too, first of all. Love that you're a Libra. That's amazing. (laughs) And yeah, so romantically, you're right. How did you know that? Just out of curiosity.
1: I have a friend very into astrology, I'm very not. And then she was like, there's definitely patterns with people you date. And literally this year, I looked up all of my exes. And they're all Libras. <laughs> oh my God. That's hysterical. So I guess I draw Libras in. I don't know what it is, but you know. Yeah.
0: Well, oh. we're very attracted to each other <laughs> as signs in general, especially as friends, because we're both ruled by Venus, which is like mm-hmm. the planet of beauty. So we're both like attracted to beauty and we're both like, you know, into that. So like we often find each other as Taurus and Libras, but in a relationship romantically, it's not usually the best thing. And so that leads me to my next question, which I know the answers to some of these questions, but for our listeners who are meeting you guys for the first time, Erica, what's your current relationship status?
1: Uh, I'm currently single.
0: Okay. And Molly?
2: I am in a relationship. It is very new. Um, it's like three months in now.
0: Okay. And what is his sign? Um, I think he's a Capricorn. He's like middle of January. Interesting. Libras and Capricorns actually do really well together. Mm -hmm. We're typically like pitted against each other with because we're both um, cardinal signs, Mm -hmm. which are like the initiators of the Zodiac. Mm -hmm. Um, But we actually do really well together. My boyfriend's a Cancer, who's also a cardinal sign. Oh, interesting. Little little quick astrology lesson (laughs) is that all the cardinal signs are Libra, Aries, Cancer, and Capricorn. Okay. But we have so much to get into. So I'm going to back it up with a how old are you guys and where are you from? And then we'll get into it.
2: Okay, um I'm 28. I'm from a little town upstate New York called Norwich. Um and that's actually how I know Erica is she's from a town
0: just uh down the road.
1: <laughs> yep. I'm from Binghamton, New York, also upstate and I'm 29 years old.
0: I love it. And you guys are roommates, which yeah. I, I had no idea. I literally said to Erica, I was like, is Molly like coming in from her Zoom? Like, is she coming over? And she's like, what do you mean we live together? <laughs> yeah. Like this is my um, bedroom. Yeah. So I love that. I have to ask because we've never had roommates on the podcast, which sounds crazy. Like, do you guys, how do you make it work as roommates? Like for people listening who, you know, want to move in with someone, maybe just move to the city. Like, What are kind of the golden roommate rules? I
1: mean, for me, I think whoever you live with, you need to be the same level of clean. Mm -hmm. And that solves a Mm. lot of problems. Yeah. (laughs) We can tell that our moms might be like distant
2: cousins or something and like taught (laughs) us how to clean the same way (laughs) because we have like the same standards and like the same things that irk us, Mm -hmm. um, which is really helpful. Yeah. Primary example. super
1: helpful. There's two Mm -hmm. types of dishes people, right? Yeah. There's people that only clean their dishes. And then there's other people that are like, oh, there's an extra spoon and a drink in here. Let me just clean that too since I'm already at it. And we're both the second type of dishes person.
0: The people who don't clean <laughs> other dishes <Right>. honestly <laughs> should rot in hell. Yeah. Like, like you're gonna I, clean I cannot around. imagine. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane that people like that even exist. I'm very lucky that I've never experienced somebody like that, but... I don't know what I would do if I had a roommate that like didn't clean my one spoon because it wasn't hers. Like, no, that's not okay. Yeah, yeah. or
1: we're both the type of people that just forget what spoon was ours, and we're like, I think this (laughs) might all be me. I don't know. know, Yeah, Yeah.
0: that's fair. (laughs) I feel like something you guys don't really know about me is that I'm low key obsessed with the holidays, and I actually have a playlist on Spotify called Alinny Christmas, which you need to find and check out on my Spotify. Linz Metz is the username, but because I'm so obsessed with Christmas, I also love to be Santa Claus and to give all my friends and my family the best gifts ever. And that's why I'm so grateful for Majuri because Majuri makes the most amazing handcrafted jewelry, gold, silver, whatever you need, even wedding bands if you're planning to propose sometime soon. And you can gift these to your friends and family and they can actually wear it any day like every day it's you know it's pieces that are like light hoops or ring like layering and solid gold staples that everybody loves i personally love their astrology ring and bracelet and necklace because you got to have them all and whether you're someone who gifts early on because you get really excited and you are like i got you a gift i got you a gift which is honestly me or you are a little late to the party, you can still get an amazing gift at Majuri.com. But hurry because their pieces are going, going, almost gone. And you got to get on there and get on it because it's almost the holidays and there's no time to spare. It's your golden opportunity to get your gifts in time and avoid seeing a delivery date marked December 26th, because then you know that you are screwed. Majuri.com, you're welcome. So when I went on Shooters Gotta Shoot, we had some amazing discussions Mm -hmm. and... I want to recreate some of the discussions here and then I have like a list of the things that we didn't get to. Mm -hmm. But one thing that we talked about was Erica, you had said you, you know, went on a date recently and you were walking home alone to like leave the date and he didn't text you and say like, or he didn't um, say to you, let me know if you got home. Okay. Which like you were, you thought was ridiculous, which I completely agree with. And then we kind of decided that if somebody doesn't text or doesn't say, let me know when you get home, they usually don't want a second date. But if they do say that they do. So then I did a poll question about it as a follow-up. And I I forgot how I phrased it, but it could have been in the phrasing on my end. But I said something like, if they don't tell you like to text them when they get home, they don't want a second date. And most people were like, it was like 75% not necessarily. Wow. And I really disagree with that. But I think it was the wording. It was my, it was a wording issue on mm-hmm. my end. Like I should have just said yes or no, not like yeah, maybe, no, not necessarily, because like it, it that like it shouldn't be so black and white. But I will completely agree with you. But I would actually take it to a new level. Okay, and hear me out. I think that when because and I have to give the person credit. A, a girl dm me this, and I was like, wow, I'm I'm shook from this. So a guy should not say to you, "Text me when you get home, so I know that you got home safe." That is a cop out and like lazy and basically mm. saying like, text me um, so I don't have to do any of the work. Instead, he should text you to make sure that you got home. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like like 30 minutes, an hour later, like, hey, just checking in to make sure you got home okay. Instead of pinning it on you, what do you think?
1: I don't think that part matters. Yeah. Personally. Mm. I guess mm-hmm. it's more technically it's more pursuing. If a mm-hmm. dude follows right. up because he's worried right. and thinking about you, but yeah. I think it's it's a casual thing people say. I wouldn't nitpick that much mm-hmm. because I yeah. realized after our episode, I was like, I say that to my friends. Yeah, when we leave a place. Yeah, I'm like, let me know when you get home, mm-hmm. and they'll go, I'm right. home. I'm like, I'm home. Great to see you. Like, you know, especially right. as women, right. It's, right. it's just a safety thing.
2: Yeah, I was right. thinking about that too. I think it is just something that kind and caring people say like I think it in some ways like I agree it's it's a bit of an invitation like you're for if you're a woman who's really like in your own head of like should I text should I not text it does open the door a little bit of yes you can send this text he's not gonna think like oh god why'd she say she's fine you know but mm-hmm. I do I think it is more of a red flag if they don't say it because I think that's someone who probably doesn't think too much outside themselves
0: yeah, I agree. Or like, do
1: you think I was going to yeah. say in my scenario, I'm walking home ten minutes. If anything, the man should have walked me home. If we really want to go chivalry yeah. and pursuing, that's the chivalrous right. thing to do. Even if you don't want a second date, would be like, hey, that's it's so dark true. out, it's Corona. There's not people around. Yeah. Hey, let me just walk you home. Mm-hmm.
2: I've had that's friends so true. do
1: that.
0: E- you know? Yeah, I've like, done yeah even from. if it, even if it wasn't Corona, mm-hmm. yeah. they should walk you home if it's ten minutes. I. Like, looking back on when I first was dating my boyfriend, like, that was a green flag, I would say, that he did. Like, he walked me home out of his way every time we had a date. And I feel like that's, that's, like, the ultimate thing. It's, like, when you're, you know, going to pay for a date and, like, the guy gives the waiter the credit card before the check even comes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, that's the ultimate ideal situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Which actually leads me to my next question we never talked about on Shooters Gotta Shoot how do you feel about who should pay for the date and like women offering if on a date with a man?
1: First date? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think as a woman, you should always offer Mm -hmm. at least a purse reach because every, most men are like, I know I'm paying for it, but they appreciate some type of, you know, I would like to, or at least not assuming, right? yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean I think we both have older brothers, so we talk about this from that perspective of a lot of they they're also both very successful and that some women will try and use men who have good jobs just to get, you know, a free drink, a free dinner and they don't even, you know, make the reach as they say. Um and I know personally, my brother actually has a trick where when the bill gets put down on the table, he'll take a longer sip of his beer just to see if she'll try or if she's just expecting like, oh, you're going to wine and dine me, of course. And he's like, if if there's no reach, there's no second date.
0: Yeah, I'm completely with you on this one. And I actually had this debate with um, my friend Alexis runs this account, NYC Date Night, and she came on the podcast and she said, don't even reach. Really? Mm. And the, I was like, no, that's not okay. Mm. Like, because there are men out there who genuinely think that women are trying to get free drinks and free dinner, which I really don't think. I think that's like a very small percentage. Um, I would, I would just argue that maybe they're not like raised in the way that like, or no, maybe they don't know that like you have to do the reach. Um, but I remember like when I was first dating an ex of mine, we had like gone on a bunch of dates and we hadn't slept together because that's just like not something I do, which we'll revisit. <laughs> and his friends were like, dude, she's using you for these drinks and dinners wow. just, be- just because I hadn't slept with him, which is so crazy. But were you I'm- offering
1: to pay on these dates?
0: All, always at least every split
1: time. something right yeah, yeah. you're mm-hmm. like i'm at least offering if you don't take my offer that's yeah. not on me
2: yeah that'd be different totally. if like he took your offer and you were like well you weren't supposed to take it <laughs> like yeah, you know, yeah. that's
0: usually yeah. so
1: much or now i'm not there's, sleeping with you for another
0: day there's a really funny tiktok that i saw recently that's like a, a woman like and the captions like when like you offer on a date and like he actually accepts (laughs) and she's like oh like just like (laughs) begrudgingly taking out her wallet um but it's so true I mean like no one like no one wants to pay like men or women but Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like it is my rule is that whoever asked the person on the date should pay yes I was gonna say I've asked a guy
1: out and I if I do that I'm fully expecting I'm paying Mm -hmm. Or while while seeing someone, if there's something I want to do, I really want to do, or a restaurant I really want to go to and say it's expensive, I'm like, I'm at least splitting this, but I'm going in like, this was my idea, Mm -hmm. this
0: is my treat. Right. When you've asked someone on a date and gone on that date with them and tried to pay, do they let you? They
1: typically still are like,
0: no, no, I got it.
1: But I'm like, I was fully prepared going in. And even no matter who asks, I show up to every date at least with like 20 bucks cash on me. And that's partly yeah. a safety thing and also partly a bad date thing of like, you know what, mm-hmm. if I'm not having a good just time, drop a 20. I don't yeah. care if I had one drink or two. I'm like, you know what? Here's 20 bucks. It was really nice to meet you. I'll just leave. Like, I and I kind of so do smart. that as like, you don't owe me anything here. I'm paying for my half at least, you know?
0: Wow. Bold. <laughs> that's like really, have you actually ever said to someone on a date, like I'm out of here. Bye. No, I've never
1: had to, but yeah, it's like, it's kind of a safety thing, especially in New York. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. so many people.
0: And if I think that's a good idea.
1: Online dating. But I've very much insisted on splitting the bill once with someone on a third date because mm-hmm. I didn't want another date.
0: And mm. that was almost my
1: way of being like, I don't want to use this dude. I don't want him to think I used him for, you know, we got right. dinner. And also, I knew I didn't want another one. So I kind of was like, I just felt good personally being like, I don't owe anything after this. And it also was a signal of I don't want another date, I guess. Right. I don't know. Would if- you...
0: Uh- would you interpret it as a signal if a guy let you split it, like on a second or third date, that they weren't interested in you? Uh,
1: no, I wouldn't take it that way. I, I would go, would go either or.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I, I would read
2: other signs because I was actually, I got to my, I was dating someone in like my early twenties, but we weren't exclusive. We were going out all the time, and in the beginning, I had always offered, and then a few months in. He all of a sudden like took me up on it, and but we are going out to like really fancy restaurants. Like I was in grad school, working like fifteen hours a week at like twelve dollars an hour, had zero money, and I was just trying to be nice, thinking he would never take me up on it. <laughs> and he's taking me to these like amazing restaurants, ordering for us, also like bottles of wine. He is in this amazing finance job, and all of a sudden he like takes me up on it, and I was like my half, I think, was like over $100. And I mean, at the time, that was a ton of money to me for one meal. And I mean, it's still a lot of money for one meal. But I remember being like, oh my God, like I'm not gonna be able to get groceries this week. Like I, it was really scary. And that's when I knew I was like, this guy really actually is not into me anymore. Like there's other things going on because he knew my lifestyle.
0: As many of you know, I'm sober and it's a life choice that I make every day, one day at a time. And I'm just so grateful when January is close by because I know that a lot of other people will also not be drinking because, you know, dry January. And it's interesting because it's like, I still want to have fun, even though I'm not drinking. I still want to have fun. I still want to enjoy some sort of drink, just not an alcoholic drink. And that's why I am so obsessed with my new favorite thing. It's called Kin Euphorics, And it's the first non-alcoholic drink for grown-ups like you and me who care about the little things like brain function, hormone harmony, great sex, and de-stressing after an insane day. These drinks are stacked with the good stuff and none of the bad. So, like herbs and mushrooms that curb stress, but the good mushrooms, not like the psychedelic ones. And they curb stress in the moment and over time, which is really amazing. They improve your clarity, memory, and creativity there's a couple different drinks. It's kind of like the Spotify of beverages. There's High Road, Kin Spritz, and Dreamlight. My Perfect is Dreamlight because it helps with sleep. And it's like a nightcap, but it's not alcoholic. So like what could be better? And because Kin supports the podcast and the podcast supports Kin, we are giving you a special deal for our listeners. You can receive 15% off Plus free shipping on your order if you go to kin euphorics.com slash acme, or if you use code acme at checkout to claim this deal. That's k i n e u p h o r i c s dot com slash acme, kin and acme. I feel like when you are when someone's pursuing you and then you like make it official or you're like at the couple month mark and then they want to be able to let you split it, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I think there needs to be a conversation about
2: it. Yeah, I do too. Cause I I was actually going to ask you that of like, at what point do you, you start to split in your relationships? Cause I'm kind of going through that now. My boyfriend pays for everything, which is so nice. But I'm like, I I actually like want to do something like how do I insert like even when he comes over to our apartment we do takeout he won't let me use my seamless (laughs) I'm like I can't even get like a pizza stop (laughs) yeah oh my god
0: how did you find this (laughs) Um, no but I think I think you just say like usually they'll bring it up actually Mm -hmm. like it's usually after an official conversation has been had so it's like if you're a guy listening to this, like your motivation to like spend less is to make it official <laughs> with that girl right now. Yeah, call
1: your girlfriend, um, baby. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right, right. It's like, well, you're my girlfriend now, so let's split. Uh, but but for real, like once they're your girlfriend, I think it's okay to be like, well, it's it's going to be awkward no mm-hmm. matter what. But I think it's okay to be like, hey, like I'm so happy to treat you, but like maybe we can switch off once in a while or mm-hmm. like you get smaller things or whatever. I forgot how it came up with us, but um, there was definitely a conversation. I think I like insisted on paying for a meal because I was like, you've gotten so many things. Mm-hmm. And then like, we just kind of got got into the groove where like sometimes we would switch off. Mm-hmm. But for like date type dinners, he still like won't let me get it. Mm-hmm. Or like anytime it seems like he's like taking me out to dinner, like he'll take me out to dinner, you know? Mm-hmm. Um But I actually in the past, like I dated someone who literally like just was so tactless about it. Mm. It was like the second we became official, he was like, "Okay, let's put this, 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 this and this. Oh, my God. Everything is like itemized. Like I have a (laughs) list of like and I was like, oh, no, like that's just a turn. And when he did that, did you know how
1: much money he made? Did he know how much money you made?
0: So to be fair, neither of us really had money at the time like he was <laughs> okay. in a startup i like had like an assistant job or something and so but like he not that it should matter but like he had he was getting money from his parents still mm-hmm. and like i wasn't mm-hmm. so i was like that's that's always like a weird situation cuz you're like i know it's not your money but you have it yeah so yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: well it's i was going to say kind of with splitting i would think It's interesting of what, at what point do you talk about what, what do people make? And it is a big trust partner relationship The the last person Mm -hmm. I dated just casually said it. I think we were dating like two and a half months or something, but he said something of like, I've never dated a woman that really was like offering to split things and like kind of willing to, like they all kind of just Mm. expected I'd always get it. And he just said, you know, he goes, I don't make bad money. He goes, I make 68K. And he just goes, but here's the thing. It goes, if the more you offer or the more you can split with me, he's like, I don't mind picking up. He goes, but the more we split, the more we can do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's another way to look at it, too. It's like, because mm. I'm not sitting there making nothing. Granted, I made half of what he made. So for the majority, right. he picked up whatever tabs. But he was very appreciative yeah. that I at least tried and also would, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think that's totally true, and I also love that he was like forthcoming about what he made because I feel like so many guys, it's like it's like a real um, I don't want to say insecurity, but just like a vulnerable thing for them mm-hmm. more than more than women. Like I have no problem being like, this is exactly what I make to like to mm-hmm. a stranger if they asked, you know. But I feel like with guys, it's like we and we have an episode on this. It's like being financially naked is yeah. a scary thing yeah. for them, you know? Because it's like, well, now you know. Um, and like, I think I think it's also just like how men were raised like back in the day. It's like you always have to like take care of a woman, like no matter what, like no matter how much you make. But then it's like once we know how much they make, it's, it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know how they feel about it. Well,
1: we've had a debate on our podcast before about mm-hmm. when it comes to living together. And I know you just moved in with your guy. When that happens, is rent 50-50? Did you base it on income? Like, Mm -hmm. because I look at it as if I made, whatever, twice as much or just more money, I don't mind paying more of the rent. But a lot of men, no matter what, are like, this has to be 50-50. They don't like the feeling Mm. of it not being 50-50.
0: Interesting. What do you think's behind that? I
1: think it's just the classic like, pressure on men to provide that it's almost like, okay, I don't mind if you know and this stays between us that I'm not paying half. Yeah. But like if your father found out I'm not paying half, I think that's a bad look for me. And, and now your family might have a problem with it or something. Yeah, I always think it's the outside of the relationship.
2: But on the flip side, I think men are totally fine to pay more. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But as yeah. a woman, that personally makes me uncomfortable. I feel like it wouldn't be our space or my space. And like yes. Erica, I would be totally fine to pay more money and them do what they want. And I would still see it as our space. But like if yeah. I paid less, I would see it as their space.
0: Right. Well, so m- when my boyfriend moved in, it was like my apartment that I was paying full rent mm-hmm. for. So when he moved in, like him, s- him splitting it with me was like the best possible situation <laughs> right. because like yeah. my rent just went in half. Mm-hmm. We eventually like will move into our own place. And like if he was like, no, I really want to move into this like more expensive place, then it's possible that I'd be like, Well, if you really need that, then like you could pay a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But I think we're for the most part on the same page about like what kind of place that we want to live in. So we split now and I think we'll probably continue to split, even though he does admittedly make more than me. Like, I think I'm with you, Molly, in that like I wouldn't want anyone to like have anything over Mm -hmm. me and and like not that not that like he or like anyone should ever like do that. But it's like it is this weird feeling of like, well, I pay more. So like you go get groceries or like Mm -hmm. I pay more. And it's just like this weird um, inequality that I don't really love, you know? Yeah, Yeah. I totally agree.
1: I would I would be okay with paying less knowing both of our salaries. But I would agree that I would be extra like I'm trying to pick up groceries. I'm trying to pick up toilet paper. Like I would be trying to go above and beyond in other areas that I think at the end of the day, I would go you know what? I wish I was just
0: paying half. Yeah. I wouldn't feel pressure right, to like, exactly. I'll clean
1: the bathroom. I'll do that. Like suddenly I'm turning yeah. into like a mom or a maid mm-hmm. a bit, you know? And right. You're very... And I
0: have some, yeah, go oh, ahead. Oh
1: no, I was just
2: saying, like as just knowing Erica and living with her, she's someone who does that anyway. So I could see you getting very stressed. Like you're the first one, <laughs> one to go pick up the toilet toilet paper to go like <laughs> yeah, do something yeah. else. And, yeah. you know, I could see you getting very stressed.
0: <laughs> Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I have a lot of friends who moved into like their partner's place who owned the place. Mm. And Mm -hmm. that dynamic, like that makes me feel uneasy because I'm like, first of like, no, it just, it just feels like, I would be like, can I pay you rent? Like this just feels so weird, you know, but like there's nothing you can really do in that situation except but kind of feel a little bit weird about it.
2: Yeah. And isn't that one of, is it one of the rules or a different book that says that like you shouldn't actually move into a man's space and that you should get something together on your
1: own and start the next chapter?
0: Um, so, it, so I actually think the, the rule is like not to move in until you're engaged or something weird like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. that was...
1: Um, I actually think the book The Defining Decade talks uh, about moving yeah. in together mm, with partners. Okay. Yeah. And their big thing was like, there should be some type of plan. Don't move in blindly. What's the plan in general? Because right. they, they right. took the survey that was like, whatever, if couples move in before they get married, you're more likely to get divorced. And they actually broke down that survey and it was like, no, no, no. The couples that moved in blindly just kind of like, eh, I guess. Or one person right. moved into the other one's space. Those didn't work Right. The couples that found their own space and there was clearly a plan of like, oh, like this is probably someone I'm going to get married. We'll probably get engaged in X amount of time. Those were fine. So, but I agree too of like, there's something to, this
0: is our space. Mm -hmm. Right. And I love that part of that book. It's like, when you are just like going through the motions of like, oh, we we probably, we've been, you know, dating for two years. We probably should move in together. Oh, mm-hmm. we're dating for three years. We probably should get engaged. Mm-hmm. Then it's like so much less of a romantic thing or even mm-hmm. like a good thing as opposed to like, oh my God, I'm so excited about you. Like, let's move in together. Yeah. You know, let's have a plan for our future. Something that we talked about a little bit, but didn't really get into on Shooters Gotta Shoot is the idea of, Serial monogamy. And you <laughs> yeah. were going to ask me, <laughs> do you consider you gonna yourself ask me, a serial monogamist? I do. I do. Okay. And I think I'd be lying if I said I didn't, but I don't think that there should be a stigma around it. Not no. that like you guys are implying that there is, but I think like I've had a lot of people write in poll questions like, would you rather date a serial monogamist or someone who's never had a partner? <laughs> As if like that's the same thing, you know? I don't know. What do you do you think that's the same on the same level? Like what would you like same hate? extremes? Yeah.
1: I mean, as someone that is not a serial monogamous, like my last official boyfriend was high school. I've had um I call them sneak peeks, the exclusive periods of time where you get a sneak peek yeah. into a relationship but it doesn't <laughs> get there because I hate the word exclusive because it's never worked. Um <laughs> yeah. but I sit here and I go. I'm jealous of serial monogamous people. I don't know how they do it. Like, I am look at them like, how do you get people to commit? That's kind of the basis for me uh, on our podcast is we're kind of like, what should you do? What should you not do? Like, I'm kind of like, what's the secret? You know, that's that's my perspective mm. of it. I don't see it as an extreme, but I do think you should be single for a good amount of time, at least once.
0: Yeah.
2: I think, yeah. Uh, like, in knowing some people who are serial monogamous, I've just seen... I mean, I think every extreme does have a variance like you do see people that you're like I don't know that you know who you are without a man and that Mm. that's a concern I'm not saying that like you're this way necessarily or that you know all people like that are but I like that's a fear for me especially because I'm actually someone I love to be alone (laughs) (laughs) like when we I first started dating my boyfriend it was a big stress for me of like I actually just really love being single right now. Like this is a good person, but I don't, I don't know. Like I kind of, I went back and forth. So I don't think either extreme is necessarily like that bad. i more question like, why is it that they have dependency issues? Mm. They have intimacy issues. That's, that's more Mm -hmm.
0: where I look at it from. So it's funny. I think it actually in a way is like a Libra thing. And I wonder (laughs) if you can relate to this, Molly. Like Libras actually are known to like thrive when they're in a relationship or like in a partnership. Interesting. Um, which is which is interesting because of, of you saying that you like to be alone. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that we're like not independent. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like we have, we're like very giving and loving. I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it. But for me personally, astrology aside, actually, so the longest I've been single is a year, which I feel like is something. That's a long time. Actually, that's not that's not true. In college, I was single for like, A year and a half, maybe maybe almost two years. Damn, you even Um, got kids to lock down in college? Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's impressive. It depends. Well, it depends. (laughs) (laughs) It depends how you view being single. Like, do you think that you're still single if like you've had, what did you call them, sneak peeks? Like, Like, are you sleeping with other people for starters? Oh, so like so like moments where like you weren't just sleeping with one person, even if they weren't your boyfriend. Yeah. Are are not, are considered not single.
2: I mean, personally, uh, I consider that not single because I'm not going to pursue someone else. I'm not going
1: right. to like
2: engage someone else in really a conversation if I know that they're right. like,
1: hitting on me. Yeah. If I agree to exclusivity, yeah. it means I see this possibly going somewhere and I'm not interested in other people.
0: Right. We're, but actually just, I have to say this because... It hasn't come up yet. But I I think exclusivity is bullshit. And I think that you agree. (laughs) I do too. Erica. Yeah, yeah. -hmm. yeah. Because it's like such a cop out. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't want you to be my girlfriend. I'm not ready for Mm -hmm. anything serious. But like, do not touch another person. Uh, Like, that's literally all it means. I think it's
1: more them going, I don't want to be a boyfriend
0: right I like all yeah. that girlfriend i don't want to introduce you to my family but like i want to fuck you without a condom <laughs> yeah, yeah no
1: that's exactly yeah, what it is
0: like
2: no condoms that's, would be nice like, that's okay. what we should just call it the no condom <laughs> period yeah. Yeah. like
0: stop stop lying <laughs> stop even saying like can we be exclusive and start saying can i continue to have sex with you without, without a condom and not get nervous about it
1: yeah <laughs> oh yeah
0: Yeah. Weird. Um, I also have had people reach out to me and say that like a guy, um, which is like the opposite of, of this, but also sounds kind of sus, like a guy only would have sex with them with a condom even after like exclusive Interesting. Were they on? Mm. Do you, I mean, you probably don't know this, but like, were they on birth control? Would be
2: my question. Yes. Hmm. Yes. That could be an anxiety so that, thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. It could be an anxiety thing. I think it also, and this is just like my dark, dark brain, <laughs> but I think that it also means that they're still fucking others and they don't want to get caught by like giving something to or like, or like just they're covering their own ass <sighs> in some way. They, it's a red flag. Yeah.
1: They might, but when, even if you're exclusive with someone or you're not, the exclusive part usually doesn't matter. In that sense, there's usually other signs. And yeah, so it's like, yeah. if this girl's being like, I feel like he's sleeping with other people and says the condom thing, I'd be like, okay, what other things make you think that? Yeah, like, right, does right, he not yeah. answer you for a day? <laughs> like, right. you know, yeah. like what other opportunities are there for someone else to be around, you know? Because when you're yeah. in that constant communication thing, it's like, I don't know how you would have the time to be yeah. talking to anybody else or seeing anybody else. But, but somehow you never they know. always
0: have the time. You <laughs> <Yeah>. never know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um it's always like that one night that you don't hear from them for 2 hours you're like it's so obvious. You know yeah. it in your
1: gut. Yeah.
0: yeah. Always follow your gut. You just um, do. But but going back to the serial monogamy thing um and then I need to ask you guys some rapid fire poll questions. I I will say like I do have good game. <laughs> and like just like just like good like banter. You okay. know what I mean? And I feel like that's a huge part of it because I think that like most, at least men in my experience, like just want to have like, just want it to be like funny and lighthearted. And it's like, then you trap them. Do you know what I mean? Like (laughs) you just like, you, you keep it like you entertain them and then like, they're so entertained that like, they don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, absolutely.
2: We also like to play tricks of like Red receipts to keep them engaged and like
0: wanting to talk oh, to you more God. what do you think about that i hate i hate <laughs> literally the the worst thing to ever exist because i feel like it's like do you, do you guys remember blackberries yep yeah i had one like it it takes me back to bbm mm-hmm. and it's like It's just too, like, heart-wrenching to, to first of all, to know that someone is D, like, is not read, right? And it's just sent. Mm -hmm. And you know it's sent, but it's not read. And then even worse, that they read it (laughs) and didn't say anything. (laughs) Like, that would drive me insane. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's, like, anytime I dated a guy with read receipts, he ended up being, like, a total fuckboy. And, like, that's why he had them on. Interesting. Mm.
1: Uh, it worked for Molly. It didn't yeah, work for me. It did so work for me. <laughs> I took mine off. With
0: with this guy. We both with this tried guy it. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it worked
1: for Molly. Not so much for
0: your girl. That's so amazing. Because I love that. Um
1: on the side of me yeah. having them on, then I would be I would be hesitant sometimes to open a text too quickly. Yeah. I'd mm. be like, no, they can't see that they sent it, and as they sent it, you read it immediately. Like yeah. I was like, right. I, don't I feel like, like that.
0: it's I feel like keeping the mystery alive is not having read receipts. Mm. Yes
1: or no? I think it depends how you use them. And I think I was bad at it, and Molly was good at it. It Yeah. At the end of the day.
2: I okay, would also but- like mess it up because I just <laughs> recently put text messages on my computer and I got a new computer. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it just comes right up. Yeah. And I um, like I use Slack at work. And so I would always click on the wrong icon and open up my text messages instead of my Slack messages. But then I would have like a million things to do at work <laughs> yeah. and I would just accidentally leave someone
0: unread. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> like... But that, I feel like that's a good way to do it almost because it's like you're human, like you're reading it, but you'll get back to it. Yeah, yeah. Know?
1: Can I ask a very quick question to you? Yeah. With the serial monogamy. First of all. Of course. You're obviously very beautiful, very attractive, right? That clearly Thank helps. Uh, but with your thing of being fun and lighthearted, can I ask you this? Do you have some type of rule or thing of like, first couple dates, are you like, I am not initiating, reaching out, making plans, texting them first. Is that a move of sorts that you do or no?
0: A huge move, and I'm so glad that you asked, Erica. Yeah, because I there's am more to your, to your about ways.
1: It. <laughs> you know, you can't oh, just yeah, tell me I'm more. fun and lighthearted, mm-hmm. and that's how it works. I'm like, I'm fun too, fun Lindsay. Because <laughs> like that's fun my secret. <laughs> okay, I want to know.
0: <laughs> fun, lighthearted, have game literally do not initiate until official, like
1: (laughs) psychotically, (laughs)
0: psychotically, but in person, and this is kind of like a rules thing in person. Like I'm so engaging and I'm so obviously into them, but when we're apart, like they can do the initiating. And I really, and that is more of like a, my walls are up thing as opposed to like, oh, I'm like a girl and guy should do this. Like, no, I just need, I need the reassurance every time that they're interested. Like, and and so every time we're apart and then they reach out again, that's like my confidence getting a little higher as opposed to me like taking that risk and being like, hey, like I got two tickets to like blah, blah, blah. Do you want to come? And then like them being like, hey, like so sweet of you, but like I have something that Mm -hmm. night. Even if they like me, if I get a text like that, I'm like, um, I'm so hurt you know? Mm -hmm. And so I know myself and my sensitivity. So I'm like, I just need them to be the pursuer in terms of like initiating texts every now and then it's fine. If there's an inside joke, like if you have an inside joke on your date about like waiters who wear like red hats and then you passed a waiter who wears a red hat, like send them the picture of the waiter in the red hat. Mm -hmm. But like, do not force to force is, is really how it works for me at least. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. Now we got a real yeah. secret. Okay,
0: <laughs> you did, you did, I'm just and if you, you have a other, bit, but I was curious. No, I love it. I was like, there's I more love than it. being I mean, fun, Lindsay. <laughs> no, there's so much more, and also I do, and also I wait to have sex.
1: Yeah, that's another move. Which and I also yeah.
0: uh, did not do that, <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. It did, but it worked. <laughs> and and so that's what it is. It's random, but like for me, wait to have sex. Like be funny, lighthearted. Don't reach out to them, and just yeah like that's that is really the formula like there's nothing there's nothing other than that now that we haven't revealed
2: Mm, okay I have a question (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we're interviewing you now um when you're in the start of something official do you set any boundaries as, as to
0: like how far out you would plan something that's a great question um probably wouldn't like are we talking third date or like fifth date? Um, Like you're officially boyfriend, girlfriend. So however
2: oh, long oh, until you lock oh. that.
0: Yeah. I would say once they're my boyfriend, like we could plan up to like six months. Okay. But, but if I did for some reason, like plan later than that, or even within that time frame, and they had a weird reaction to it, that would be a huge red flag to me.
2: Okay. Yeah. One thing that I was thinking about was like, early on in me and like my new boyfriend, we were essentially at like the month and a half mark. And it was, I don't know, like two months or so to New Year's. And Mm -hmm. it was kind of like closing in of like, am I going to do something? Am I not? And I was like, but is it weird to ask him about something that's further out than we've actually been
0: together? You know? That is an interesting formula and it definitely deserves a poll question. But I would (laughs) say no. I would say no. It's, okay. it's not weird. And what what is important there is his reaction to it, mm-hmm. I think.
1: Yeah. That's I've true. invited someone to something in advance. Not even that far. It was the next month. We'd been dating for four months. And I was like, I get a date to this thing. You know, yeah. this is whatever. Mm-hmm. And he basically said no. And I was like, you realize I get a date. You are the person I'm dating. So why aren't you going? And then we literally broke up that conversation.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. But it's a telling I mean, sign, I, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge, I, I, like an ex of mine and we had been dating for like a year at that point. I would ask him about like, okay, we have this wedding, you know, like in August. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I don't know. You know how weddings are. You get invited so far in advance. And I was like, so I'm RSVPing for us. And he's like, but I don't even know like what'll be happening then. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like. Yeah. And you
1: dated a year and a half at that point.
0: Yeah. Like that was, that shit is very telling. Um,
1: yeah, especially if there's no travel I'm, involved. My event yeah. was, he lived yeah. in Jersey. It was in Jersey. It was like, we can Uber right. there. Yeah. There's, there's no excuse. There's not a plane no. ticket. Nothing.
0: Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, all right. We we only have a few minutes. So I want to get into these rapid fire questions. So we just yes, um, no? And the, yes, exactly. And we're, we're going to try not to elaborate, even though it's really hard. Have you ever sent a nude to someone you weren't exclusively dating? Yep. No. <laughs> have you ever sent a nude to someone you hadn't met yet? No. No. Are you still on the apps after a few weeks or a few dates with someone you like, or do you not feel the need to swipe anymore?
1: I'm technically on it, but I'm not looking at it.
0: Same. By the way, that's another formula for my um, getting them. I keep my eggs in multiple baskets. Mm -hmm. Like purposely force myself to go on other (laughs) dates. Um, Smart. How many people do you talk to on a dating app at a time? One to two or three to five? Three to five. One to two.
1: (laughs) I bought Unlimited. Molly didn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Unlimited is the move. Is it normal? This one's like kind of, I don't know. Is it normal if your partner wants to brush their teeth and get ready for bed separately? Yeah.
1: How big's the bathroom? One sink, (laughs) that makes sense. Are they a night pooper?
0: mm Interesting. I think that's fine. Yeah. Do you find dad jokes sexy or annoying? Sexy on some guys.
1: I'm a comedian there. I agree.
0: (laughs) If they could pull it off, then it's sexy. Significant others really close with their mom. They speak multiple times a day and they tell her about your fights and send screenshots of your arguments. Is that okay or a deal breaker? Deal breaker. Deal breaker. Hard. Mm -hmm. Oof. Is it weird that I'm like that's okay? I, maybe it's because I really like his mom, but mm-hmm. like because like I know that like she'd be, like it'd be I'd rather him go to his mom who like I trust and like mm-hmm. than like a friend who's like single and doesn't want the best for him. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I just.
2: I'm a little traumatized. Two of my exes were super close with their mom and the one would always speak to her in Russian when I was in the room. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. So. That's really The the screenshots did it for me. Yeah.
1: I think it's hard enough to put your partner in a bad light with someone of any kind of fight because your parents are going to be on your side no matter what. So it's very like, we need to resolve this as us. But the screenshots is what gets me. It's like, oh, that's in writing? I don't need that.
0: Yeah, the screenshots are a little. sad. that's sus. what did if you've me. been broken up with. Did you always know it was going to end or have you ever truly been taken by surprise?
1: I knew something was off. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I always knew. Mm. OK, wait. there's a few more. Is it important to discuss what the engagement ring will look like before getting engaged? Yes.
1: Yes. Just in the sense of square or round. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do yeah. you care if an engagement ring is expensive? No, no. Agreed. Um, been seeing each other for seven months, official for three months, long distance, normal to text most days, but not every day.
1: Yeah. Yes. Eh, I'd be like, is there a phone call? Eh." Yeah,
0: I'd say no, but, um, it's a close one. 42% say yes. Your cousin you're not that close with is getting married, but your serious boyfriend is in a wedding same weekend. Which wedding do you go to?
1: You split. He goes to his, you go to yours.
0: So I said that to them and then they were like, it's also his birthday that weekend. I'd go to his. Yeah, I
1: would ask him, what do you want to do? It's your birthday. Do you want me there? I'll go with you.
0: Right, right. That's if the birthday wasn't involved. I'd be like,
1: that's your close person. This is my close person. We need to be there for our people. Yeah. Because I don't have a ring yet. So I'm going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No ringy, no yeah. <laughs> Um, The only time you fight with your partner is when you're both drinking. The next morning, you both always apologize and make up immediately. Relatable or unhealthy?
2: I'd say relatable because I know someone that this has happened to and they uh, they had to like really talk it out and like make it stop happening. So mm. Mm. I think it it's something that like does happen to people, especially younger couples. Um, but it's not okay. Yeah. But just address it.
0: Yeah. Is it possible for your significant other to not be romantic or are they just not into you?
1: It depends what your definition of romance is.
0: Mm. That's true, but it's, it's not, it's a yes or no. Most, uh, sorry. So like not romantic or not into you. Is it possible yeah. for your partner to not be romantic or are they not into you? Not into you. Yeah, I would say not into you. They'll
1: do their version of romance.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: So it might not be flowers, yeah. but it might be like, I picked up I toothpaste you needed, you know?
2: yeah that's I like totally uh, my boyfriend he's never bought me flowers but he'll always show up with, like a bottle of champagne for something that like mm. it le- i don't know like if i just need to pick me up or like i got promoted and he like sent this really nice bottle of dom to me like that's really nice y- so he's like
0: a gift giver that's his love language yeah which is very nice <laughs> <laughs> very nice very nice yeah. i love it um Guys, this was amazing. (laughs) I also, before we close out and I ask you your quotes, um, I want to mention that everybody needs to listen to your episode uh, that I went on of your podcast and your podcast in general. We had a really good debate on if a Guy doesn't confirm the date. Do you even go on it? I feel like that's yeah. like a crucial conversation. So listen to that. The bottom line is that if they don't confirm, it's not fucking happening and you better make <laughs> other plans. Um, do you have a quote or piece of advice that you can leave us with? Ooh.
1: A quote I've lived my life by that has to do with relationships and career. Um, I believe is actually by Lady Gaga. It says, if you're ever at a point in your life, you have to pick between chasing a career or chasing a man Just know that your career is never going to wake up and tell you it doesn't love you in the morning.
0: I love that one. It's brutal, but I I like it. It, Love that quote. I I love that quote.
2: Uh, And what about you, Molly? Mine, it's a little bit more to life in general. I actually have it uh, tattooed on my side. My grandma used to say it, and it's live dangerously.
0: Cute. Yeah. Love it. Where can everybody find you guys and follow you and possibly slide into your dms erica
1: <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah i'll go first then uh i'm at Sparica s-p-e-r-i-c-a-a and our podcast is at shooters gotta shoot pod uh and i am on all the socials at the guacamole
2: the Guaca underscore molly cool thank you guys yeah, thank, thank you for you. having
0: us